Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Everyone knows the top tiers at running back. What if you go with a zero running back strategy, find out who the genius likes as sleepers and deep sleepers for the running back position coming up next. We are continuing with the sleeper series. Today we are talking about running backs, who we like as sleepers, deep sleepers, and we'll talk a little bit of running back by committee. Let's go on ahead and jump right on into today's podcast. It is running back sleepers. As I mentioned in the past, I think the um, this year is a year that I think we want to definitely grab running backs early and often in our drafts. In years past, I've always been a zero running back strategy type of player. I like grabbing the elite wide receivers for the first couple rounds and grabbing some of the upside running backs down the road. But this week, this year, this, it seems like the running back position kind of gets scarce very early. If you don't grab one of the, the few top options at running back, it's definitely a, uh, a position that can kind of thin out very easily. And I'm definitely going to be trying to get two out of the first three rounds, if not maybe all three first rounds as running backs if I possibly can. I still like to go running back, wide receiver, running back, or running back, running back, wide receiver with those first three picks. But depending on where you're at and who's available, I actually don't hate going running back with the first three picks and going with the receivers later. The depth of receiver is much greater than it is at running backs. Like I said, the running back position just kind of falls off very quickly this year than it has in years past. And I think running backs obviously are making a, a, a comeback in the league. So what to do if we're, if we're looking at some of the sleepers, some of the deep sleepers, if we are deciding to go with the zero, strategy, uh, zero running back strategy, I think if you're sitting at uh, picks 7, 8, and 9, it's, I mean, it's probably more like 6, 7, 8, you're kind of in no man's land for that kind of position. I think you have to go wide receiver at that spot, in my opinion. So if that's the case, what's going to happen later in the drafts? Who are we looking at for sleepers, deep sleepers, and that kind of, that kind of thing? What about the committees? So we're going to talk about that today on the podcast. Obviously, I think the top five running backs are solid, and I think you can also add Todd Gurley to that mix. I think McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Kamara, David Johnson, and really Gurley, those six, we know we're going to get out of them. And, and, and really, the first couple rounds, um, you're going to get solid players no matter what. It's, it's going to be the middle rounds. It's going to be the late rounds. Sometimes, the, um, just before you get to the middle rounds, that's where we're going to be finding like the diamonds and the rough kind of gems that we want to find, the deep sleepers, the sleepers. So who are we looking at that kind of situation there? I think if we, t- if we look at the top of the brackets and, and kind of look at like some of the sleeper running backs, some of the options I'm looking at, Carrion Johnson. I think this is the year that we see Carrion Johnson kind of make that jump to the next level. I think he's getting drafted right now as like a high-end RB2. I think he has a possibility of being a low, low-end RB1, and I don't really hate him if you must um, like go wide receiver with the first round, maybe even the first couple rounds. You can get Johnson later, um, late second, maybe early third. Most likely he's going to go in the second round. So, I, so I, I don't hate if you have to go wide receiver early having Carrion Johnson as your RB1. I think he's going to have a big year this year. I think he's going to be asked to do a lot with that Detroit Lions offense. They're going to want to keep the ball out of Matthew Stafford's hand to keep him upright and keep him healthy. And if Detroit's going to contend in that division, I think they have to rely on Carrion Johnson to move the ball, move the chains, get in the end zone, kind of keep their defense on the on the sideline, also keep uh, Matthew Stafford upright and healthy this year. So I'm expecting big things out of Carrion Johnson. I think he's one of my favorite sleepers this year. 
I really like the upside of what he brings. And I also like the safety because I think, they're, like I said, I think they're going to give him the ball quite a bit. No more Theo Riddick to take away another player that you have to worry about in that backfield. Another player I'm looking at, Aaron Jones for the, the Packers. Found out last year that the coaching staff finally did realize that he's the best option there in that backfield. And a Jones is going to help Aaron Rodgers stay healthy. I think Jones is going to be able to this year. We might be looking at a player that we're going to be able to get late second, early third, possibly next year as a possible first-round pick. I think Jones is in for a nice year with the Packers. And it doesn't hurt to play with Aaron Rodgers if he plays an entire season healthy. I just really like what I have, what I've seen out of Jones last year. And I think he's going to be able to continue on with that momentum of solid play for the Packers. And like I said, I, I believe they're going to want to give the ball to him a little more often this year. I think they're going to want to keep um, Rodgers healthy. How are you going to do that? By running the ball, by keeping um, Rodgers healthy and fresh throughout the season. Don't have to ask him to drop back so many times in, in a game. Yes, the Packers are still going to throw, but throw the ball quite a bit. But I think Aaron Jones is going to be able to do a lot with his legs and, and those little uh, drop-offs in the, out, out of the backfield where Aaron Rodgers dumps it off to him. That's going to keep Aaron, Aaron Rodgers healthy for the most part, in my opinion. I like a bounce back from Devonta Freeman. Another sleeper that I'm looking at. I think Freeman's going to be asked to do uh, much more in Atlanta's offense. Now they don't have Tevin Campbell anymore. but uh, I'm sorry, Tevin Coleman anymore. So Freeman's going to ask to be uh, maybe go back to the, the workhorse back that we saw a few years ago. Yes, they still have Edo Smith um, there, and I think Edo Smith is a nice option as well. Maybe, a, maybe more of a... Uh, a a low-end flex option for Smith. But I think Freeman's going to be one of those players that's, that's going to go later in drafts and looked at as maybe a, a steal in drafts, especially if you can get him in the third round. I think the Falcons are going to move the ball quite a bit, and I think they're going to do both ground and in through the air. And I think Freeman's going to be involved in both uh, parties of the passing game and rushing. I also like Marlon Mack of the Colts. I don't think the Donta Foreman um, hurts him as it does, helps him um, maybe stay fresh as, as, as the games go by. What I do want to keep an eye on is the Andrew Luck injury news. For some reason, I fear possibly if you if you follow basketball, um, the Kevin Durant injury there with the Golden State Warriors. They said it wasn't that big of a deal. Turned out to be a fairly big deal. Obviously, he's going to be rehabbing for the next year or so. I'm a little worried about Andrew Luck. I don't think it's that bad, but there is that fear that gut, kind of gut tells me that what if this is kind of like the Kevin Durant issue there in, in for the Warriors? What if this is an injury that we see happen? I think with Andrew Luck, the Colts go as Andrew Luck goes. If he's not in the lineup, I think it affects not only Luck's, obviously, because he's not in the game, but also affects the players around him. The Marlon Max, the T.Y. Hilton, the Eric Ebrons, the Jack Doyles, all those players are going to take a hit with no Andrew Luck. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that as well, but I do like Mack as a sleeper. David Montgomery, I've liked him in the past. I still think he's more of an uh, early third-round pick, in my opinion. I think Montgomery's in for a nice year with the Bears. I'm still a little bit sold on Damian Williams. The love has kind of dropped off a little bit. I think he's much more of a third-round pick for me than he was a second-round pick. Um, but, but I think between the two, I'm obviously going to have more uh, shares of Dave Montgomery. I think Montgomery's going to be a player that we're going to look at that's going to be one of the better rookies this year. And if we drop down to like some of maybe the, some of the deeper sleepers, um, the players that we can get later, much later in our drafts, we're looking at someone like Justin Jackson for the Chargers. He is my version this year of um, uh, James Conner last year. I think James Justin Jackson is going to be a player that I think can lead pl- uh, owners to their championship. 
especially with Melvin Gordon likely sitting out the entire year. He backed Le'Veon Bell last year, so that shows me that he does want to take this to the, to the complete uh, end of this whole situation. He's not going to play without a new contract, and I don't think the Chargers are going to give him that contract. They have two cable backs and Eckler and Jackson. I'm getting a lot of, a lot of ask, questions about why Jackson over Eckler as the, the, this version of James Conner, and for me, it's because only way Conner was going to have an impact is with no Le'Veon Bell. Same thing with Justin Jackson. Only way Jackson's going to have an impact is with no Melvin Gordon. I think Eckler, no matter what, was going to have some sort of an Im- impact. I, he was on my radar no matter what because of what he does in the passing game. With Jackson, he has to have Melvin Gordon out to have an impact. That's why I kind of put him in the just, uh, uh, the James Conner role last year. He, he's my version this year of James Conner. Also looking at Kalen Balage. I was high on him before the injury, but now we're hearing that uh, Drake was walking around with a injury um, with the walking boot. And if Kenyon Drake is out, that's going to even make Balaj even a better play. I thought he was a better play than he was in, in the first place. So I do like Balaj as a deep sleeper. Alexander Madison, I've been pounding him since the beginning, very beginning. I just can't, am not sold on Cook, Dalvin Cook, as a healthy running back. If he can stay healthy, he's a fantastic option. Likely a first round pick for me if he can stay healthy, but he can't stay healthy. We've seen it in, in his, in his uh, early. NFL career. He can't stay on the field for an entire season. I'm not going to touch him until late second, early third, in my personal opinion. Likely going to be gone way before I get a chance to take him. So what am I going to do? I'm going to maybe take a, a chance on Alexander Madison as a deep sleeper in leagues. Uh, Devin Singletary. I've talked about him in the past as well with LaShawn McCoy possibly being cut during the preseason. I don't know if that's going to happen now, but I think eventually the Buffalo Bills are going to have to find out what they have in Singletary. I think Singletary is in for a maybe a, a, a decent second half of the season, and we maybe he can, you can ride him to your championship because he's getting more play as the season moves along, and especially when we're looking at our championships in weeks 15, 16, somewhere around there. Maybe Singletary is getting a roll because the Buffalo Bills are out of it, and they want to see what they have in the young running back. Jalen Samuels, I think he's going to be uh, the reason why I'm not so so high on uh, James Conner this year. I definitely don't think Conner is a first-round pick, and I think a lot of that has to do with because of Samuels. Samuels is going to be split out as a, as a flex option this year. I mean, a flex, re- uh, I'm sorry. He's going to be split out as a slot receiver this year. So I like him as a flex play um, most weeks. We'll have to see how that role goes, but, but I think he's going to be a nice little flex play for a lot of players this year in fantasy. And I think he's also going to steal carries away from James Conner. So I do like Jalen Samuels as a deep sleeper as well. And if we look at some of the uh, running back by committees, let's go on and start with the Denver Broncos. Um, as a fan of the Broncos, I, I am in this situation. I do see what's going on in Denver. And for me, if I'm looking at Melvin, um, if I'm looking at Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay. It's, for me, it's Royce Freeman. I think Freeman's going to be a better option in this offense. I think that what the, the offense are going to run better fits Freeman. I think it's um, both players are going to have a decent year. And the, the bringing in Theo Riddick is going to affect Lindsey more than it is going to be Freeman. But we're also hearing that Theo Riddick is going to make, miss six to eight weeks. So it helps Lindsey there. But I think Freeman is going to be the, the running back you want to own. And you can get him a couple rounds later than you can um, – uh, uh, Philip Lindsay, and so for that reason there alone, just because of what kind of impact he's going to have, I like Freeman a couple rounds later than where you're going to have to take Lindsay. If we look at the 49ers, um, three-headed monster back there, Tevin Coleman, Matt Breda, Jarek McKinnon, absolutely love Tevin Coleman this year. I don't think it's going to be a running back by committee as much as maybe some think it might be. And we also do know that Shanahan's offense can handle two running backs. So for me, I like Matt Breda because of the injury to Jarek McKinnon. If McKinnon can't can't go, we saw what Breda did last year when he was called upon to be the starter there. 
And if he is, if, if McKinnon is out, I do think that Breda is going to be one of those deep sleeper options as well. But I think Tevin Coleman is fantastic. I don't think it's much of a, a committee as some people think it is. Um, the Seattle Seahawks committee, Rashad Penny and Chris Carson. In my opinion, I'm rather going Penny. Same thing, same reason for um, Royce Freeman. I think you can get Penny a few rounds later than you can Chris Carson. And I actually like the upside of Penny a little more than I do Car- uh, Carson. Um, and, and if I can get him a round later than where I can get Carson, I just like that little value a little bit better there as well. Don't know if there's going to be much of a committee right away, but I think eventually it's going to happen where we're going to see split carries in Houston. I love the signing of Duke Johnson there. I think that, uh, that just it's just another weapon for um, Watson to throw to. I think the start of the year is going to be a um, Lamar Miller first and second down, but it's going to be Duke Johnson on third round. And maybe what they do is they uh, have, have him on the field at the same time. But I think as the year goes, al- goes along and moves along, I think it can be, might become more of a 50-50 split there in Houston. One of the biggest running back by committee is going to be Philadelphia. We know the Eagles love to play the hot hand. They love to play the running back by committee. If I'm picking one or the other, I'm likely going to lean Sanders over Howard, but I'm likely not going to have any many shares of either one of them in redraft um, regular fantasy leagues. Love them in best ball. Love Sanders in dynasty leagues. But for this year, for redraft leagues, I just don't like to have the, con- the, the idea of who to start there. Is it going to get hot? Can I trust them down the road? I just don't think the Eagles want to be able to do that. And we know the Eagles do play the hot hand role um, in that situation there. But I do think Sanders is a nice uh, best ball play just because I think he is going to put up some decent games this year. But we just don't know if we can pinpoint that to happen as well. If we look at the Chargers, we talked a little bit about the Chargers. As I mentioned, Justin Jackson is my version of James Conner. If I'm looking at taking one or the other, I'm going to have likely uh, share a good amount of shares of both. I like Eckler, but he's but again, you're going to get Jack, Jackson a few rounds later. But I'm likely going to have uh, plenty of shares of both options. I think that both options are, are nice options, especially where you can get them. They're a little later in drafts than where you can get the other ones. But again, this year I think it, um, we have to make sure we get one of the running backs early. If you have a, a first five pick, I definitely think it's running back. And I think if you're sitting at nine or ten, it might be running back as well. For me, six, seven, eight is the no man's land. I think that's where, where, where I might be going wide receiver and coming back going running back, running back. But you definitely don't want to go zero running back strategy this year, in my opinion. You don't want to be relying on someone like Lamar Miller or Mark Ingram or Sonny Michelle. You don't want to count on one of those guys as your RB1. You want to make sure that you're getting one of the top tier running backs or maybe you're looking at Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Todd Gurley as your RB1 and then uh, pair those players maybe with two other uh, decent running backs. That's why I kind of like the three running back strategy this year. But I think ideally... I think that I like the running back, running back, wide receiver route for the first three picks. But depending on who they are, because we always see those drafts where players drop, and you're wondering why someone took somebody else. If you can see three running backs there and you like those three running backs, absolutely have no problem taking all three running backs in the first three rounds and loading up at wide receiver later. This is why you take your quarterbacks and tight ends later, so you can fill your running back and wide receiver depth. Those are my sleepers, deep sleepers, and my impact, in, input on the committees. Hope you guys had a fantastic day. Remember, the draft kit is still available. Sign up on the website. We'll send you out that draft kit for free. That's right. All the stuff that's in the draft kit. Love hearing that you guys think there's a lot of information there that's going to help you with your drafts. We're giving it away for free this year. If you sign up with your email, we'll send you a copy of the draft kit to help you dominate your leagues. And keep an eye on all those. Um, We're going to have some great stuff coming out this year, so you can sign up for our season-long leagues. Um, season-long packages. You can sign up for our DFS packages. Weekly and full-season packages available. 
Thank you for the follow. Thank you for the listen. And we will talk to you later. Have a great day. Thank you.